Good morning. Welcome to the Great uh, Shepherd Show, or Great Shepherd Program. My name is Pastor Abraham. I want to thank you this morning for joining me. It is a beautiful day the Lord has given unto us. We rejoice and we are glad in it, knowing that it is a gift that we have received from God through grace in Jesus Christ who gives us these gifts that we may glorify him and we may talk of his kingdom this is a day like no other a day set apart for the glory of god that the victories that have been secured today may be experienced by all of us who are in christ jesus god is always at work in our lives sanctifying us god is always at work purifying us, changing us, transforming us, our way of thinking, getting rid of the old way and going on or moving on with a new way of thinking, having the mind of Christ function fully in our daily lives every minute or every moment that the thoughts we think are godly thoughts, thoughts that are from God and for that to happen then we cannot afford to move on with our own thoughts for our ways are not as God's ways. God's ways and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and our ways. And therefore it is a day that we yet to choose to discard of our thoughts and to seek the thoughts of God, that we may think the thoughts of God for today, that we may know God's will for this day that he has given unto us. Let us pray. Father, receive glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the gift of life. And not just the physical life, but also the spiritual life that, Father, you've given unto us. I ask that, Father, you may walk with us yet again this day. We choose you above every other choices that have been given unto us. Uh, that we may walk in your ways, that we may hear you, that we may do as you do, that we may say as you say. To the honor and glory of your name, we pray and believe. Amen and amen. This morning, I want to share with you about a psalm of David, psalm number 40, uh, but I want to speak more specifically on verse 10. But we shall look at the whole of the psalm, Psalms 40, the word of God says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and I heard, he, and heard my cry. Well, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, the waiting here is not the waiting of the calendar hours. It is waiting to hear from God no matter how long it takes. It is learning to be patient in God. Not to be patient with God, but to be patient in God in the sense that you are dwelling in him you are living in him you 
are functioning in the timetable and the calendar of God and not your own calendar. For waiting in your own calendar will always, your wait will always run out and you will find frustrations. You will give up if you wait on God on your own calendar. We see that was the case with King Saul. He waited for Prophet Samuel and Prophet Samuel did not come according to his calendar. And he was overwhelmed and did what he was not supposed to do. So I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Now, this is what happened in the life of David. He rescued David out of a horrible pit. A horrible pit is a depth of depravity, a depth of hopelessness, it could be in your finances, it could be in your relationships, it could be in your business, it could be in your work. It is a pit where you either were pushed in or you fell in by yourself. There could be some decisions that you made in your past that have landed you in a horrible pit. It could be some mistakes that you have made in your past that have landed you in a horrible pit. But he could not get out. Humanity landed in a horrible pit of depravity from the first fall in the days of Adam. And only Jesus Christ would come and rescue humanity out of that horrible pit. Goes on to say, out of the miry clay, the whole verse, he also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock and established my steps. Out of the miry clay. Miry clay is the clay that you try to climb out of. Or it's a state of trying to rescue yourself, but you keep falling back. You keep falling back. If you, if you can literally think of a pit that is muddy and wet and you're in or an animal is in, the more it tries to climb out, the more it sinks deeper and deeper into the pit. So only the Lord can bring you out of the horrible pit. It is horrible because all your efforts are in vain. They are useless. And the more you try to climb out, the more you get tired and the more your energy runs out. And sooner or later, for this, I have seen this happen on, 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 on videos, sooner or later you give up. That dying becomes a better option than to try and climb out. And so David says, you brought me out of a horrible pit and out of the mild clay and set my feet upon the rock and established my steps. This is a testimony David is given. Of course, we know the rock is Jesus Christ and he establishes your steps 
when you are in Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, he has put a new song in my mouth. He has put a new song in my mouth. God will always give you a new song. God will always give you a new song. In those moments, God gives you a new song. When you look up unto him, when you declare you have no one else, you have nothing else besides Jesus Christ, he gives you a song in the night. And he goes on to say, Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Many will see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Glory be to God. And so he moves on to say, by the way, uh, before I move on, that is to tell you that your testimony has power to reveal God to those who hear it and to bring them to the Lord. And therefore, we cannot afford to be quiet. And that is what we will talk about when we get to verse 10. But what God has done you, the, the, the testimony that you have where God rescued you, where you know beyond the reasonable doubt that no man was able, could be able to rescue, only God did it. And you're very sure because you were in a horrible pit. Men may have tried to help you, but none of them could. You remember the case of, of the woman with the issue of the blood. He went to physicians, but no physician could help her. The more she went to his physicians, the more they ripped her off. You could be having a great testimony. You could have been rescued by the Lord from a disease that is known to kill everybody. You could have been rescued by the Lord from a financial difficulty that no man could have helped you with. Maybe your relationship was crumbling. Maybe your marriage was coming to an end. And only the Lord rescued you out of that horrible pit and out of that merry clay. And he gave you a song. You kept on looking unto him and trusting him. And he gave you a song. You know this was God. It could not have been men. This was God. Then you have a powerful testimony to share. Because when you share those testimonies, I've read books of people who have described their experiences and encounters with the Lord in the moments of their difficulties. When they were in a horrible pit and the Lord in his mighty power, in his mercy and in his love, his love and kindness, he rescued them out of that horrible pit. I've read books of women who were in previous uh, uh, abusive marriages. And God brought them out. I have read books of people who are in deep financial difficulties, rescued by God. They only looked up to God and they trusted in God. And God gave them a song in their night. And they praised God even while they were in that pit. And God rescued them. He set their feet upon the rock and they established their steps and they have seen tremendous progress as they continue to surrender themselves to the Lord and the Lord directing and establishing their steps. When you share such testimonies, 
you draw men to him to, to, to Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. The blessings of God are not only in material possession, are not only in great physical health, are not only in a stable mindset, but man man who is trusted who puts his trust in the lord that is the blessed man blessings are not only in your successes and accomplishments those yes they are blessings and they are good but true blessings belong to any man who puts his trust in the lord Such a man does not respect the proud, nor stand aside to lies, because everything else is lies. Now David goes on to praise the Lord, and he says, Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done, acknowledging God, the works that the Lord has done. And he goes on to say, And your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. We know the Bible says the things that Jesus did and said were a whole lot that if the books were to be written, now all the books in the world could not contain all that he said and did. But what is recorded was for our own benefit, was for our own growth, but also to open our eyes to see greater things. So we are not limited to the Bible. God speaks even today. God does wonders even today. You are a Bible written in your life. God writes your story. And therefore, you declare of his works you declare of his thoughts towards you when you learn of the thoughts of god towards you you declare about them one thing david acknowledges and this is where god jesus quoted when he said sacrifice an offering you did not desire but my body you prepared for me a body you prepared for me david says your sacrifice and offering you did not desire my ears you have opened my ears you have opened faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and unless god opens your ears that you may hear what he says you will be groping in darkness and so my ears are opened and now we understand that offering of sin offering you did not require and he goes on to say, Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scrolls of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. This is where Jesus quoted this when he was talking about a body being prepared for him. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, Oh Lord, you yourself know. I have proclaimed 
the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, uh, indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know. And therefore, the beauty of proclaiming and giving and sharing your testimonies that not just the people who hear it but also the powers and the principalities and the dominions and the spiritual realm that they may know the good news of righteousness of the Lord and so verse 10 where uh, the core of this message is I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly now this is about telling of the great tidings of God's deliverance of God's mighty hand in your life the beauty of sharing the testimonies of what God has done for you now in your sharing there are a number of things that you do one you because you do not hide the righteousness of God within your heart you declare his faithfulness and his salvation and therefore God's righteousness is proclaimed there is a beauty in proclaiming God's righteousness so David says I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart now faith receives God's righteousness remember earlier on he said you have opened my ears I have understood that uh, uh, blood offerings and sin offering you did not desire that your will I have come to do faith receives God's righteousness Hebrews 11:1 1 says 11 faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen in verse 6 it says for anyone who comes to God must first of all, first of all believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him it is impossible to please God without faith and so there is the saving faith that gives you access to hearing God that now you can respond to God and receive his righteousness. So what is God's righteousness? God's righteousness is God's ethical conduct. The just and ju God is just and God is right. Now righteousness and just are usually interchanged but it means the ethical conduct God's ethical conduct 
when you read the book of Leviticus, God displays what he expects of the children of Israel, which uh, expresses his holiness. Because now the righteousness of God is also the expression of holiness, infinitely pure. There is no sin, no the shadow of sin, no the shadow of darkness that can be found in God. He is infinitely pure from ancient past to eternal eternity for, uh, future. He is infinitely pure. That goes on to say that the righteousness of God, uh, his actions or his ethical conduct are perfectly in agreement with his holiness. And so when God says, be holy for I am holy, then he is calling on you to conduct yourself in a holy manner, to, con to, to, to speak in a holy manner, to carry yourself in a holy manner, for you have been separated from the ways of this world. And so your conduct, your deeds, your words, or your speech must be in perfect agreement with the holiness of God. There could be things that you're watching, there could be things that you're saying that attach you to this world and you must cut them short because you have been called to be holy for God is holy. And so faith gives us an opportunity to align ourselves to God's holiness, purity and perf perfectness, if I can call it that. By you proclaiming what God has done for you, by you sharing your testimonies, you are opening God's righteousness to people that they may see and desire his righteousness, that they may come to him. That is one thing why we declare the righteousness of God. Paul says in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. But let us see what he says in verse 15. Romans verse 15, uh, verse 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 15. He says this, So as much as it is in me, I am ready. I am ready. As much as is it in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I am ready to preach the gospel to you. I will not be stopped. I will not move according to what is comfortable to me. I am constantly ready to preach the gospel. And he goes on to say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation, the power of God to salvation, to declare God's salvation to everyone who believes. For the Jews first, and also for the Greeks. For in it, verse 17, in it the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness of God 
is revealed, it is shown, it is displayed from faith to faith, from the saving faith to the growing faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so, now thing that you do when you share your testimonies is that you reveal the righteousness of God or you proclaim the righteousness of God. The second thing that it does is you declare God's salvation. You declare God's salvation. Paul says, not Paul, David, says, I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. Back to Psalms 40. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have declared I did not conceal it in my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. Now turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 28 verse 24. And some were persecuted by the things which were spoken and some believed. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our father, saying, Go to these people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes are, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should not heal them. He's speaking about the Jews who rejected the gospel. And then he says in verse 28, Therefore let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. The salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles and they will hear it. And when he said, when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. Now, of course, they were holding on to the, to, 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 to the gospel, thinking that they were the chosen. Well, these are the, the Jews who rejected the Messiah and they were holding on to, the, to Judaism. But Paul tells them, this Jesus Christ who has become your stumbling block has been released to go to the Gentiles and they will hear it. You reject, but they will hear it. And so when you share your testimonies, you are declaring God's salvation to those who have not known Jesus Christ. Let it be known to you that salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles and they, are, they will hear it. Therefore share your testimonies. Declare and proclaim his faithfulness and his loving kindness to people around you. Let them know. People have a tendency of asking for evidence. 
And therefore, your testimony is the evidence they are seeking. It is the evidence they are seeking. When you're speaking about Jesus Christ, it serves you best to share what he has done for you. Because if he did it for you, he can do it for them. If only they turn their trust to him. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. And that is the best way to reach people out with the message of the gospel. Sharing about the kingdom because the children of God receive from the Lord. It is the great pleasure. God says, it is my pleasure to give you the kingdom. And in this kingdom, you buy without money, you eat without money, you dress without money, you get all that you need without money as long as you put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. This is a word that God says in Isaiah 55. Come to me, eat, drink. You know, the invitation is given in Psalms 34. Come to me, come dine with me in this table. Eat of me and know that I am good. Now, Romans 10. Romans 10 from verse 9. The word of God says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the righteous, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Going down to a couple of verses behind verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abysses, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, and your mouth, and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. When God gives you a testimony, he gives you a word. The testimony of Christ is the word of prophecy. The testimony of Christ is the word of prophecy. I believe that is in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, I believe. The word of prophecy, the word of testimony is the word of prophecy. And therefore the word is near you, the word is in your mouth, and the word is in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When you share your testimonies, you are declaring the salvation of God and those who hear your testimony, they have an opportunity to confess that the Lord Jesus Christ and that God raised him from the dead, for that is the way in which you are saved. So by declaring your testimonies, by sharing your testimonies, how God brought you out of the miry clay, out of that horrible pit, and gave you a song, and, uh, and established you on, on a rock, and established your stay set your feet on the rock and established your steps when you share what the lord has done for you then you are sharing or you're declaring the salvation of the lord that's why paul says i am ready to preach the gospel preaching the gospel is not about standing at the pulpit Preaching the gospel is not about speaking to large masses of people. Sharing your testimony is a form of preaching. And you have to boldly share your testimonies. Do not be ashamed to share your testimonies. Yes, you were in a horrible pit. Yes, you were in a miley clay. You tried everything to, you could possibly think of. You went to decisions. You went to financial analysts. You watched the news and you consulted the experts. But none of them could get you out of the miley clay. None of them. You kept on slipping back. You kept on slipping back. And only God rescued you. He set your feet on a rock and established your steps. Only God. Share your testimony. Share your testimony. For in it, the righteousness of God is proclaimed. In it, salvation of God is is proclaimed or declared and number three God's loving kindness is manifested through your testimony so David says I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from thy great assembly I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from thy great assembly And so when you give your testimony, you are also revealing his kindness towards you and his kindness towards people around you. Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 2 rather, verse 4. The word of God says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of the Lord leads you to repentance. The goodness of the Lord leads you to repentance. Share your testimony, for in it the loving kindness of the Lord is revealed. Isaiah 63 verse 7, the Bible says, or Isaiah says, I will mention of the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us. 
and the great goodness towards the house of Israel. The great goodness towards the house of Israel, which he has bestowed on them according to his masses and according to the multitude of his kindness. I will mention of the loving kindness of the Lord. I will not hold back. I will not conceal your loving kindness, your goodness towards us. Let it be the case with you as you share your testimonies. It is out of the kindness and the mercies of God that we have Jesus Christ. In his mercies, he has rescued you out of the mighty clay. In his mercies towards you. Oh, I pray that you may know the depths of his mercies. I pray that you may know the depth of his mercies. They are so deep that God in his foreknowledge, God who does not forget, yet he chooses not to remember your sins anymore. He chooses to cover your iniquities and not to remember them. That when he sees you, he is not reminded of where you are. He is not reminded of the depth of your sins. There is no depth of sin that God cannot rescue out from. Out from. Deuteronomy 32 or 33. The word of God says that his arms stoop so low and to pick you up from wherever you are. He, his arms go down as low as wherever you are, no matter how deep that horrible pit could be. No matter how deep that horrible pit is, he is ready to go down there and to pick you, to rescue you out of it. Hallelujah. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, uh, let us begin from verse 1. Remind them to be subjects to rulers and authorities to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of the, and the love of God our Savior appeared toward men, when the kindness and the love of God toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercies, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What the kindness of the Lord does towards men. And so three things we share when we share our testimonies. Three things that we do. Number one, we declare God's righteousness. We proclaim God's righteousness. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The second thing that we do is we declare God's salvation. 
God is in the business of reconciling the world back to himself. God is in the business of reconciling the world, not counting their transgressions against the world, but reconciling the world to him through Jesus Christ. And he has given us that ministry. And therefore, we share our testimonies to declare God's salvation to those who are around us. And number three, God's loving kindness is manifested that the world will see. Surely, surely, your testimony is right. No one could have rescued you out of that horrible pit. Only God. Only God. And by this, you are able, through the power of your testimony, you are able to ignite a fire in the hearts of those who hear from you. That they are able to look into Jesus and to put their trust in him, the author and the finisher of their faith. That they can have the confidence to anchor their hope in Christ. Because men are out there Hope is a very valuable gift. Many people want to have hope. There is always hope in something. People put their hopes on something. Many have put their hopes on their 401k. And with markets crumbling and being unstable as the waters, they don't know what to do. Others put their hopes in their careers. Others have put their hopes in their relationships and they want to trust these things, forgetting that these are sinking sand. And when they sink, they find themselves in a horrible pit as you are. But now because you put your trust in the Lord, you shifted your trust from all these other things that sink and you put your trust in the Lord and you have seen the great and mighty arm of the Lord walk towards you and you share your testimony, then you're able to draw them to put their trust in God. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. In the book of Second Chronicles, and this is a daily choice. This is a daily choice. You wake up in the morning and you put your trust in the Lord. You choose Christ. You choose Christ. Second Chronicles, verse 9, chapter 16, verse 9. The word of God says, For the eyes of the Lord ran to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. And therefore we owe the world a great our responsibility to share Jesus Christ through 
our testimonies. To share Jesus Christ through our testimonies. To share about kingdom life. Because this is kingdom life. For your testimony of Christ Jesus is the word of prophecy. When you share your testimonies, you are able to lift people out of their mildly clay and to put to, to, to show them where to put their trust in. To show them, to teach them through your testimony whom to trust. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. Thank you for listening. I hope this message touches you, encourages you, and uplifts you. As you go about your activities, your day, go back to the basket of testimonies and dig from them. Find a testimony that you can stand on and declare the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for in it is the power of God to salvation to all those who believe. You never know who will believe your word today. You never know who will be drawn to God today because of your testimony. Therefore, do not conceal your testimony. Do not conceal it in your heart. Declare it. Proclaim it. Share it in boldness, in courage, and in joy. Display Jesus Christ. Praise him. Let him be known to the entire world through the power of your testimony. Father, receive glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for drawing our attention. Thank you for giving us an anchor upon which we can put our hope and to look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we can trust you even in this race. We desire more of you. We desire to grow in your knowledge. We desire to walk with you, O Father. We desire to agree with you. To abandon our thoughts, to abandon our ways, to abandon our lifestyles, that we may live the lifestyle, Father, that you have called us to. I pray for all those who listen to this message, that, Father, by the power of your word, through me, Father, that you may comfort them and give them courage to share with those who are around them, to share with their worlds what you have done for them. He has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Praise his hope. Do not take for granted the things the Lord has done for you. Do not forget what the Lord has done for you. Treasure those moments. Stand on those moments. Remember your testimony, your victory is a platform upon which you stand to wage war in the next level, to wage war in the next level. So every testimony you have is 
uh, a graduation to the next level. Remember, Peter says, uh, Paul says that uh, the just shall live by faith. It is from faith to faith. You are progressing in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Walk in peace. Walk in love. Walk in victory. Walk in the presence of the Lord. Have a wonderful day. Until we meet again, God wills. I pray for you. I will remember you in my prayers. And I will look forward to meet with you next time. Thank you.